Hey everyone, welcome to the DC podcast. This podcast is here to help support your relationship with food, exercise and body. I'm Dee Cronin, your host, nutritionist, personal trainer and the owner of DC. I'll be answering client questions and discussing helpful topics, both solo and with various guests. If you are ready for support with our coaching or you'd like to join small group personal training, details are in the show notes. Listen, enjoy, share, and if you would like to hear more, make sure you hit that follow button. Without further ado, here is the episode. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the DC podcast. Today we are talking about bone health osteopenia and osteoporosis which is a requested podcast from one of you and a pretty great request at that because it is a really important topic and one I know that a lot of you here will have concerns about and I know that this will really help you with that. One thing that I have noticed in recent years is a big shift in the conversations around strength training around muscle mass, bone health. And that's all to do with the shift in the way people are thinking around these topics, potentially because of the information available and the narratives changing slightly also, which I am so here for. From my point of view, one of the biggest things that I notice is with initial consultations with you guys when people are looking to join DC Health and Fitness. Before, I would have to do my best to convey and almost convince people of the benefits of strength training, particularly for women, and why that was so important, because we are at greater risk of osteoporosis. I used to spend a lot of time explaining how strength training wasn't going to turn us all into the Incredible Hulk. Again, no shame for this, because this was genuinely how strength training was portrayed or how the gym was portrayed. And to some degree, I will always have to have those conversations with some of you and that's okay. I'm still here for that if it's needed. The change though that I see is in the frequency of these conversations. I'm now at a point where when people inquire or book in for a consultation, when I'm speaking to you, it's no longer a case of explaining to you that this would be a really great thing to do for your health. But instead, it's something like my GPT has told me, oh my God, what did I just say? I have no idea. What I was supposed to say was that instead, it's my GP has told me that I should start strength training. Honestly, that's still a breath of fresh air compared to when I first started out in the industry. There is also conversations with you generally where I have asked you, why now? Why are you joining? What's What's piqued your interest in joining the gym? And frequently the answer is, I know how important it is to do strength training. I know how important it is to stay strong, bones, muscles, and staying strong as we age. Honestly, I flipping love that. I love when you guys come and tell me that. Because when you've spent so long trying to convey the importance of something, and then it's flipped where you are coming back and telling me how important it is, that that's a golden moment. Some of you will say that you have never been to the gym before or even that you've never strength trained before, but you're reaching a certain stage in your life where you're starting to realize just how important it is to include these things. 
just to say as well though that of course the younger that we start the better with this so I would love to see people start strength training from a young age but if you've not done that up to now there are still huge benefits to be had from starting now huge health benefits huge benefits to your overall quality of life it is never never too late to start now this episode is actually not going to be a hugely long one it is very much a case with this that the facts are the facts but as short as it might be it is a vitally important one and the information is going to really help you so let's get into it When we say bone health, we are talking about the strength of your bones and the quality of bone structure. Bone health can be affected by nutrients, by hormones, exercise, age, among other things, which includes other medical conditions too. Bone health is also usually measured as bone mineral density. If that's something you might be concerned about, then the first protocol is always going to be to speak to your GP. Bones are really important because they have a role in your body's functioning, so functioning properly. They provide support for your body structure along with muscle. They allow you to move and exercise and do the things that you love or even the less exciting things that are necessary on a day-to-day basis. Bones help protect your vital organs, so if you think your ribcage, and they are the home for your bone marrow, have a role in hormonal health, and also store minerals, so if you think calcium. Osteopenia then refers to a decrease in bone mineral density that results in reduced bone strength and increased risk of broken bones. So in osteopenia, Bone mineral density is below what we would like it to be or below average, but it's not severe enough to be considered osteoporosis. So think of it like as the step before that. Osteopenia can occur naturally when you age, but accelerated by certain lifestyle factors. So, for example, if you had poor nutrition where you weren't getting adequate nutrients or adequate energy to support your activity levels or your movement or your just your day-to-day life and you're inactive. It could be genetics, it could be medication or it could be certain diseases. So if you were ill or unwell, not everyone with osteopenia progresses into osteoporosis, but it can. And that would further increase your risk of fractures, of disability, or although it sounds kind of scary, death. Osteoporosis is a condition of having weak and brittle bones. The bone thins and weakens, making them more fragile, and they fracture easily, particularly around the hips, the spine, and the wrists. Lots of people don't know that they have osteoporosis until something happens. So it's not something with clear symptoms. But the main goal for people with osteoporosis is to prevent bone fractures by strengthening the bones and by avoiding falls. And again, if this is something that you might be concerned about or would like more information on beyond what I'm saying here, then speak to your GP about it. So as a nutritionist and a personal trainer, where do we fit into this picture then and how can we help you? So this is with ensuring that you have a healthy diet that's going to support you and your bone health 
and including a well-designed exercise program to help you strengthen your bones and your overall body, including building muscle. Bone density is not really something, or even bone health in general, is not something that we tend to think about until we have to and it becomes more of a concern for us. But bone health can have real implications for our overall health. As we talked about, poor bone density can lead to osteopenia and therefore leading to, for some people, osteoporosis. For most of us, we will reach our peak bone mineral density around the age of 25 and after that then it plateaus and starts to gradually go down around the age of 35. It starts more slowly, but then for women during menopause, when estrogen starts to decrease and decline, that rate can increase and pick up. So 80% of our peak bone mass is determined by our genetics, but it doesn't mean that we can't have an impact on our bone density through changes and improvements in our lifestyle factors. So There is good news because that does sound all a bit doom and gloom to start, but we actually can have a very real impact on our bone density over time with a few, not simple yes, but things that I suppose we all might not be. This isn't revolutionary. This is, I'm not going to tell you some magical thing. Um, There are things that we all know that we need to do in terms of our health anyway. but can be very impactful on your bone health. So if we were to start exercise as young as possible, that would be incredible because that will impact your total peak bone mineral density and bone mass. Starting before the age of 35, though, would be great, meaning that we have more when levels start to decline. But obviously, the younger, the better here. For a long time, we thought that when women get to menopause, that we couldn't do anything to increase or bone mineral density at this point, we thought that we would try and per- like that strength training would preserve it as much as we could. However, new research is actually starting to show that we can actually increase bone density in postmenopausal women, which is really exciting and really positive. The best kind of exercises for impo- improving even uh, bone mineral density are high impact exercises weight-bearing exercises and resistance training. So high impact is um, anything where you're jumping or leaping or bounding. Weight-bearing training is anything where you're literally on loading. So that would be walking, it could be running. Um, it could also be on a machine in the gym. For weight training then, um, or resistance training, this is lifting weights and uh following a strength training program. It is really important here though that you have a well-designed exercise program because I know and I I don't want this to sound like I'm bashing classes. I'm absolutely not. If it gets you exercising and gets you going and you really enjoy it, please continue to do it. But in terms of strength, in terms of preserving muscle, in terms of bone health, it is really important that we're following a program that is progressive and gradually makes it more challenging and difficult over time. 
whether that's increasing your weight, whether that's increasing the difficulty of the exercises, you get better, whether it's increasing your intensity or your capacity to do more, it does need to be progressive. So if we go into the gym every day and we lift the exact same amount and we never increase it or we never make it harder, it's going to get easier for us over time and it's just not going to challenge us anymore. And if we have no challenge, then it's not going to stimulate change. So it is really important that you are following a program that's progressive. And that's why you'll notice with our SGPT programs that it's not just random every time you come in. It doesn't change every single time you come in. We are following a program and then we have a block of programming and that does change over time. Um, but we are following something that's progressive and that allows you to improve and get better. Another thing actually just that I forgot to mention that is um, quite good in terms of promoting bone health is activities that promote multi-directional loading of your bone tissue. So for example, if you play sports, then you're going to have this involved in your week quite naturally um, because of the nature of sports. But you'll notice if you're training with us in SGPT at the moment that we have you moving in all different directions and loading in different ways. So it's not always forward and back or double leg where we're just doing squats all day. We have you doing single leg stuff. We have you doing multi-directional, multi-planal. We have you jumping laterally. We have you jumping up. We have you jumping forward. We do lots of different movements that we move in all different directions. And that's important. Now, something to note, while exercise slows the loss of bone, it is really important, though, that we are eating adequately to support the activity levels that we are doing, especially when I'm here recommending exercise. That might mean that you're increasing your activity levels. So I do want to really emphasize as well that it's really important that we are eating adequately in terms of energy and nutrients to make sure that we are supported to recover from that exercise or those sessions. So energy is always going to be the first thing that I mention. And that's because, especially for a lot of you listening here or that are working with us in DC, is that you are eating enough to support you. So a lot of you will come from a background of constantly trying to eat less, of low calorie diets, of yo-yo dieting, you name it, dietary restriction. Whereas with this, we actually, especially for women in menopause, we really want to emphasize that it's important that you are eating enough to support yourself. Even if you ultimately have a fat loss goal or you're aiming to be in a calorie deficit, we still want to eat enough. It also might mean for some of you, depending on where you're at, that a calorie deficit or a fat loss goal is just not the appropriate goal for you right now. I'm not necessarily saying forever in the same way that I would have this discussion with you if you were overeating, but it might not be the right thing for you right now. But that's something that we would discuss on a one to one basis. After that, I want to make sure that you get an adequate amount of protein in. So protein is really important for overall health anyway and something that I would recommend but eating a diet high in protein can help us maintain good bone bone uh, density so that's important after that a healthy diet in fruits in vegetables in whole grains and fish and poultry nuts legumes dairy a mix of everything is going to be really important as well and is associated with better bone health getting enough of vitamin d 
getting enough of vitamin A, getting enough of calcium in is particularly important for bone health. Most of this is going to be gotten through your food, but there are instances where it may be necessary to supplement. Vitamin D is always going to be the one that sticks out to me there, especially if you're living in Ireland, especially during the winter months. Chances are you are going to need to supplement with vitamin D. But again, recommendations are based um, on an individual basis. They're not things that I'm going to give you a general recommendation on. And before you think about supplementing with anything, I would always speak to your GP first. A healthy diet is one that doesn't involve major restriction. One that, yes, we focus on getting the, enough of energy and nutrients in, but there's also room for the things that you love and enjoy and that are literally there for no other reason than because they're fun, you like them, they're delicious, they're tasty. Something else is that in increasing oily fish intake and good sources of vitamin K, which you will get from leafy greens, um, other green vegetables like I well I love Brussels sprouts and it is the time of year I feel like you're either like a person that really loves Brussels sprouts or really hates them and there's no middle ground I am a lover also things like broccoli will help what other green any other green vegetables cabbage um always good um and this will be helpful in slowing down osteoarthritis which is most prevalent form of arthritis and I know again some of you have concerns around that or have osteoarthritis so this will be helpful for you there too. With oily fish if we can get this through our food great I know that a lot of you won't be able to so there may be a call again for a supplement there but the same advice uh, advice applies I'm not going to tell you across the board to do that um it's more a case on an individual basis. And again, if you're unsure or if you're adding anything in, then again, make sure to double check this with your GP. All of the things that I've mentioned above here are part of the DCHF coaching service. So we have strength training in our program for good reason. We have men and women of all ages in our sessions because it's important for all of you. Um, but I do want to keep emphasizing the fact that it's not too late to start and there are huge benefits to you starting strength training, uh, load-bearing exercises, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. There are huge benefits to you starting now. I understand that some of you are going to be nervous and fearful around one, starting something new, right? Because that can be scary, a little bit intimidating, I can't take that away from you, but I, what I can control is what you're met with on the other side of the door. And at the end of the day, if you decide that DC is not for you or you don't, it's not it's not something that you want to continue with. There will never be any hard feelings. And down the line, if you change your mind about it and you want to come back, you will always be welcome back. If you'd like to come in and meet me one to one and I can go through show you the space, go through what we do, show you how the classes work so that you are familiar when you're turning up for your first session. I am more than happy to do that. So again, you'll find my details in the show notes if you want to reach out to me and do that. I'm also a nutritionist. So this is uh, why nutrition is part of the program at DC and part of our coaching service. So we will work with you on an individual basis, again, with making sure, one, that you're adequately fueling and getting the nutrition you need. But we go far beyond that as well, because if it was just about giving you the information and that was it, well, 
you just take the information and you wouldn't need us at all so it's not though because I know that it's a struggle for a lot of you to implement this stuff to figure out how to make it work for you and your life and your routine and fit it into choices of foods that you actually enjoy having a lot of you will struggle with overeating or potentially undereating at times and navigating bone health and preserving muscle mass alongside that is a challenge for some of you again I in particular specialize in overeating and emotional eating is something that I would love to help you with these things are all part of our coaching program and if you would like to get started then we would absolutely love to have you um myself and the team and that is pretty much what I have to say about bone health so the two major key takeaways here are please start strength training also get out for walks load-bearing stuff if you like running go for it just remember if you're incorporating any exercise in that we want this to be a gradual process we don't want to go from zero to 100 but gradually increase and introduce these things over time so that you build your capacity to do them and to recover afterwards um we can also help you on the nutrition end where we can help you optimize your diet for uh, overall health and that includes bone health and any concerns you have as we go through the years but have a lovely day everybody and 